Welcome to the road to growth, success of an entrepreneur. We've raised the bar. Learn firsthand from successful business owners and create your own path to success. I'm going to show you how great I am. It's time to hit the road to growth with team lead of the Enriquez Group, Realtor Vinny. Hi, you Road to Growth listeners. Today I have Andrea and Nicole. I am... We tried. I was going to go for it. I was going to really take the plunge and go for the last name. I noticed. I noticed. You're like, I'm going to say it. <laughs> I'm going to go for it. I'm going to go for it. And then I'm like, oh, no, you know what? I'm not going to risk it. I'm not going to risk it. Thank you for, for being here. I know so you guys are, you know, I've had a couple people on here that are quote unquote serial entrepreneurs, uh, build a lot of businesses. I mean, how would, if you were, let's say in an elevator, right. And someone's mm-hmm. going, Hey, Andrea, uh, or Nicole, either one, whoever wants to take it, how would you describe yourself? And you only have an elevator ride. What do you do for a living? How would you describe your, yourself? Oh, I'm an entrepreneur. I make business grow and thus I make money. Okay. What about you? Nicole? Me? Um, if I had an elevator ride, I would say um, I'm Nicole Tabs. My last name's easier. Actually, my longer yeah. last name is not easier, but Tabs What's is longer easier. Last name? Tabib Zade. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like we're going to stay with Tabs. Yeah, we're going to stay with Tabs. Tabs, yeah. Um, I'll say hi. I'm Nicole Tabs, and I am also a serial entrepreneur. I love to make businesses boom. I love to help them expand. I have a particular niche, or what I particularly love to do is marketing. So I love to help people get interested in your product or your service. And I particularly love to help women grow their businesses. Of course, men as well, but I'm a woman. So I also really like that too. Yeah. So, and by the way, she has like the next big TV show for uh, Hulu and Disney and ABC airing the 6th of January. Like, like oh, yeah, that's a she's very thing. modest. She's very modest. That's a separate what thing. Is, what is that? Um, I have a film production company. It's called Serendipity Film Group. And my mom and I, we are both the founders. And we have a show that's coming out in January on Hulu and ABC called Women of the Movement. Okay. What's, it's an incredible what's, show. Uh, it's incredible what's show. it about? It's, a sh- it's about a young boy, Emmett Till, and the story of how his murder inspired an entire movement after that his mother is Mamie Till and sh- it's a, it's her, it's telling the story through her eyes and what happened what she experienced her son was murdered and so it's the story way back when what inspired actually it's not even that long ago civil rights that's so, what inspired civil rights what that's inspired, what inspires oh, okay. Rosa Park to then yeah. do what she did that that's the fact that caused everything that we see today so it's it's a very it was an incredible journey it was a learning experience on top of the production, obviously, uh, activity, but it was really a learning experience and it was very humbling and wow, what a what a story. It's a story that I was very passionate about to make sure that it gets told mm. when I heard about it a long time ago. Well, I mean, t- talking about talking about the journey, I mean, uh, mm-hmm. Nicole, I can't hear your, your accent. Uh, Andrea, your accent from New York, right? My accent? <laughs> yes. where, where are you originally from, Andrea? Italy. Italy, okay. And, 100% uh, Italy. So I, I love the fact that, like, thank you. Thank you for what you just said. I'm very happy. Normally, I hear myself speak, and I'm like, wow, I'm really Italian. Like, I really speak like that when I hear myself talking. And I was like, Jesus, no. 
So it's, it's terrible. Uh, so originally for Italy, did you guys meet in Italy or where, where did you guys meet? No, we met here in Los Angeles. I'm okay. from Los Angeles, but okay. I'm half Persian, half Filipino. So that's okay. my background, but born and raised mm -hmm. in the United States. Yeah. So no accent here. <laughs> no, she's just, she speaks perfectly. Uh, we met in Los Angeles and we met as friends in 2015. Um, okay. And then uh, uh, at that point in time, uh, I was in another relationship. I was married in another relationship. And then uh, we got together in uh, 2018 um, when I was separated. And then we married in 2021. No, sorry, 2020. 2020. <laughs> oh, gosh. We've been married for one year. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we, had a, now, we had a cute COVID wedding. Oh, yeah. there you go. The, yeah. uh, now, was the the partnership for business, because it sounds like you guys are both partners in business, did that come first yeah. before the marriage, I'm guessing? In some businesses. Some of them, okay. yeah. yeah. And we just started working together. And it, I mean, for some couples, it's amazing. For some couples, not so much. For us, it turned out to be amazing. We work really well together. We both happen to like marketing, which helps a lot. And we both are better in different areas. So yeah. we complement each other mm -hmm. and we come together for that. Yeah, but yeah, it's really it's really amazing when you can work with your partner and um, it, it really develops more energy. At least that's what I wanted in my life. So it works for me in this sense. Well, talking about you, um, what was your what was your background? So was it in marketing? Do you have other businesses no. or? Okay, what yeah. was it? My background is in acting. So my first okay. job when I was 18, 17, 18, 19, up, up to 24, it was acting and hosting. Then I went into producing for television still. And then I went out of producing for television. I started to produce commercials, produce uh, advertising for brands, always on the creativity side. Then I went into the digital marketing in 2009 when I started to do some um, very cool production for fashion brands in particular. Then I went into fully digital when I did like the digital social media launch for Sephora and other major corporations in Italy. Then I moved to the United States and uh, I became the vice president of an energy company in PR market, always on, on that side. Company is called American Power and Gas. And I remained the vice president uh, throughout COVID uh up to may 2021 when we decided that it was time to really take our own businesses to a new level beautiful experience we grew that company from 23 to 400 million dollars almost 400 million dollars in just a few years so it was a great experience um and now it was time to go and make it even bigger for ourselves so may 2021 that's when we started to grow our own holding and uh has been grown amazingly like we are at 10 participations in a variety of businesses and growing them all it's it's pretty it's pretty cool it's pretty mind-blowing so what are the so you were working for a, a variety of different companies um yet when did you actually start putting your feet out there for starting your own business was that mostly recently then in the last oh no no no, no. So? i've always okay. been an entrepreneur throughout yeah. i i was with my agency i was giving services to i was hired by these other brands to grow them like sephora okay. lacoste but so that was the case, but it, but it was your your marketing agency yourselves. Mm -hmm. Okay, it was my marketing agency. Yes, correct, with my staff and my people. And okay, then, uh, um, for a period of time, I was also uh, an executive in a, in a company, but I've always maintained my own businesses. 
was yeah. also extremely useful to to grow a business and to do this in the United States for green card purposes. So it was part of the of the strategy. Um, and uh, in 2021, uh, we decided to do, just continue uh, growing our businesses. Her TV show was getting aired. Our, our marketing agency was blowing, was like, which is growing. So at a certain point, we're like, okay, we probably should use this machine that we have built to acquire other businesses and scale other businesses because ultimately, if you have a marketing machine that kills it, why would you want to just acquire a bunch of customers instead of doing it for you? So that's, that's what we decided to do. Makes sense. And then for you, Nicole, what was your background, I guess, even before you met Andrea? So my background is shorter, I would say, than all the things that he did. Um, I started out, so working with my mother, we started the film production company. And, um, at this, and simultaneously, I also like Instagram and becoming an influencer became a thing. So I was like, I want to do that. And so with my mom, I started creating my own logo, my own website, my own blog. And I started that whole thing. Um, and I also, um, my father has a, a company called Viva Concepts and I was working with him and it was a startup. So we started getting it off the ground. So I helped him in that. That was more just in whatever. It was not marketing. It was more like it's a startup. Let's get it going. Okay. When somebody says a startup, it might be, it might mean many things. Let me tell you what it means in this particular case and who her father is. Her father is before doing Viva, which it's an amazing company. We are now uh, partnering with them as well and so on. He, he had the following career. He started a series of companies. He came from Iran and he was a, a, a dry cleaning clerk. Okay. When he was 16 or 17. Uh, then uh, he grew that business with his brother to seven locations. He sold it, came to LA, started to do marketing for uh, medical firms and uh, grew this business up to, if I don't remember incorrectly, $5 million, sold it. Then he started Speedy Click, sold for $50 million, then started Neopets, sold for $160 million, then started a startup which is Viva. So we're not talking about just a, just a normal individual. We're talking about a dynasty of, of marketers. So Very uh, it was an incredible school. And so I was working there for a while, helping them. And um, I just wanted to do anything that could help on any front with my parents and then also build my own uh, blog and website, everything myself. So that's what I started doing. And then Actually, the way that things started to evolve for Monarchy was I was being an influencer. So companies were sending their products to me and I was putting them on my social media making sure that they get exposed. And then I became friends with a lot of other influencers. And so I started getting in touch with people, including Andrea, mm -hmm. where I said, you know, if there's any brands that you know of that need this exposure, please let me know. And he said that he did. And I said, well, I have friends who are also influencers how about them and he said yes so he had businesses i had influencers and then so the birth of monarchy actually became an influencer marketing company where we just took businesses and we said all right we're gonna show your stuff off through influencers and then from there we took on you know social media then we took on websites then we took on it all the way through the whole marketing firm and now we're we are today i think we did it in a very different way than uh, most uh, companies because i did it because of necessity uh, what i mean by that is it's not because I, I wanted to sell more services 
it wasn't that type of a strategy. It was that in order to, uh, let's put it like that. Let's say that you generate leads for a company. Then the success of your operation, whether or not you will continue to have that business depends not on your ability to generate the leads, but on their ability to convert them because they will run out of money if they're not able to convert them. Uh, when it comes to a software, it's not just the fact that it has a bunch of functionalities. Uh, it's like having some ingredients of a recipe. Uh, you need to be able to then uh, know the sequence and the quantity of the ingredients to then get a cake, to then get the recipe to work. So basically what we decided to do as we were working on, on, our, on our stuff was, okay, how can we become like really an engine that can take responsibility for the whole growth cycle of a business on the marketing and sales uh, standpoint? Clearly the product needs to be good, but marketing sales standpoint. And uh, how can we really do it all? And that started a path, uh, work, a cycle, where we try to nail down what processes need to be built in and how to make it easy for a business to do so. Um, the reason why we acquired a marketing software was because we needed to simplify and automate processes. And there wasn't one that was uh, financially sustainable enough for small businesses to purchase and to use. So we got that. Then we started, we tested with over a thousand businesses that we currently have on the platform. And we found out, wow, there is a problem in the, they don't understand that the problem is not a lead generation. They never did the step before to understand the target well enough to be able to generate ads that correspond to that target. So they're missing that, that type of knowledge. Then we find out that they miss the knowledge of sales. They don't understand why a script is structured in a certain way. Therefore, they can't hire salespeople because they can't teach them what to do and make them successful. So long story short, we went through the whole, the whole thing and, and uh, we built the whole uh, acceleration process. And we tested it uh, in uh, 2020, in 2020. So if you will, the condition in 2020 were not necessarily very easy uh, to, to test processes. Uh, but we grew, we took uh, four businesses ourselves and we grew them from less than $400,000 a year. We cracked $2 million in 2020 in less than 12 months. And we repeated it in 2021, obviously. Uh, the businesses are absolutely, I can absolutely tell you, our uh, body contours, it's one business, has uh, an office in LA, since we start working together, we are opening on the 8th in uh, Tampa, one in Atlanta, and one in, uh, um, one in Studio City, and one in Costa Mesa in, in the LA area. And the other one is called Angel Longevity, and we took it from being uh, small, did the same path. Uh, we, are, we are partner in Body Contours, not partner in Angel Longevity yet. Uh, we did the same for a, technical, a technological company called Biores in Italy. That's in Italy, and they sell technology to, like, uh, medical technology to uh, doctors. Uh, average price point, $30,000. They were used to make half a million a year. With us, they made it in two months, and, and now they're they are killing it. So we did it with a series of companies, and, um, and we're like, okay, now this thing, we can truly help an entrepreneur do better. Uh, which is really the purpose, right? The renaissance that we all look for will start from the entrepreneurs, not from the banks so or, the in these or the politicians. So in these companies, are you uh, investors in the companies or are, are they hiring you for a job? They, all of them, they first hired us to execute okay. and we then participated all of them. Meaning they became partners. Yeah, except, except uh, uh, Angel, yet. Okay, so is that your your 
going forward, new strategy of, of helping other companies partner with other companies? Is that kind of like the, the, the mission? What we're going to roll out is we're going to make this project of it, the, all the material available to businesses that want to accelerate. We will have basically three different ways the businesses will be able to interact with us. One will be we open the door to you on all the knowledge, the, the, the sequences and the process, everything, and you take it and you do it. Uh, we can give you a consultant, which we will train, uh, but we want to generate uh, more occupation. We want to create uh, independent business owners. So we will train consultants, especially young ones. Uh, they will understand the acceleration process, which we call it impact, but it's just a name. The acceleration process, so they will be able to help companies do that. And the third model is when they want us to execute it for them. Um, and and we will be able to do that. Those companies that we see as interesting, we might even like take a position in, you know, in their equity with yeah, and partner with them. We we have partner. We we have just acquired a winery in Italy, a, a big like you know those like uh, incredible hills uh, with incredible wine and oil like these things. We loved it. It was a client, but now we are fifty percent partners. The same well, for all other businesses. Out of how many businesses I've talked to, I mean, angel investors, right? That mm -hmm. I mean, not it's not necessarily, but there's a little similarities, right? Of, of partnering up with people, bringing in money. I mean, bringing validity to it. Yeah, so not not to the same degree, but there is some similarities. Yet they talk to about a thousand, at least to the people I've talked to, about a thousand different companies, roughly. Some even I mean a little bit less than that before they find that one company that's a good fit for them. So out of all those companies that you're talking to, how many mm -hmm. of them are you actually saying, hey, you know what, we feel comfortable partnering up with you or, hey, you know what, we don't think this is going to be a good fit, but we'll, we can bring a consultant in. We can do this other stuff for you, but we don't really want to partner up with you. Is there a number or is there is it still early in the process or how does that look? So you want to know out of the companies that reach out to us, how many we choose to partner in? Yeah, I mean, because that has to be, I mean, your time is valuable, I would think. Right? About, it, it will be so far, yeah. uh, it will be about uh, five, 7% of the companies okay. that comes in, uh, we decide to, to partner in, but we also pick them. So we also see something that we like and we go in and collaborate with them. Note that, uh, note that in most cases, our contribution um, between equity, with, between capital and execution, it's not a seed investment. It's not the $18,000 or the $100,000. It's, it's more in the half a million dollars okay. in, in terms of quantity and activity. And it's needed because when you take on the marketing structure of a, real, of a, of a company, that's the type of uh, effort that you need to implement. Angel investors sometimes, well, have a very different type of approach because they, yeah. they are more on the board side rather than the tactical and operational side. So they have a different type of approach. I think that what we are doing is what's needed right now to support, to really strengthen. Uh, okay, I'm going to tell you our vision, okay, which is a little bit visionary, but hey, we're talking about vision. Um, I think that entrepreneurs have a, have a mission of contribute to a renaissance in society. So there is a mission. It's, it's, it's not just uh, so you make a lot of money. It's so you make society better, right? So it's needed. Small businesses are the one that are the weakest link, but are the most important one because they are the one that bring the variety, innovation, and, and so on and so forth. Um, so we want to insist on that particular niche. And um, we like to think that what we do at least contributes 
to bringing a renaissance on on the planet at least contributes at least it's, it's better than not trying to yeah um and you're giving a lot of opportunities i mean like you brought it up to influencers and other other individuals out there um that mm -hmm. wouldn't have these connections beforehand now you you brought up the idea and, and nicole i haven't forgotten about you i haven't forgotten about no, you no 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 it's it's, well, so. it's great i'm he's speaking on behalf also of okay. both of us always everything we oh, do we do goodness. together always huh oh my goodness <laughs> no, i get in trouble but hey yeah <laughs> um so you said that you reach out to those businesses to see kind of who who the best fit is is it fair to say or am i way off that these companies are coming to you about what you offer yet when they in the earlier stages you kind of assess their business and find out what's the best fit of being a partner or paying or are you actually finding companies that you think would be good for your business and then from there it's kind of figuring it out i mean you Makes were sense. doing it but you're not are you sorry are you asking me or yeah, yeah you 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 oh you, you, either one either one i mean because oh. yeah i mean is it is like is it actual sales calls that you're making to businesses saying you know what i think you need to make it the next level or are they reaching out to you saying hey i like what you guys are doing and then from that point that's when you figure out okay maybe we might want to partner up with you yeah, usually, usually well, what happens is uh, more on my end uh, yeah. th than your end. Yeah. I go out to do talks and things of that sort. He delivers seminars all over the world. So okay. businesses comes in and, and then we check the business together. We see if we like it. We see if we, we can give a critical contribution to that business yeah. um, and discuss whether or not we want to invest in it or um, if we like the idea of having these particular businesses as a customer. Uh, like the quality of the individual I would say that for the both of us, the quality of the individual of the entrepreneur that we might take on makes the difference. Yeah, like we don't just work with someone. It's a, it's a different type of approach. We just want to know the person and have a relationship with them. But okay. Yeah, they usually they usually find us through word of mouth or through his seminars. He gives a lot of advice to um, to other entrepreneurs that are starting out or they're they've been working at it for ten years and they're still not getting through it. You know, and then they get inspired by something he says so they want to connect with him and yeah that's how we try to continue the inspiration all right so here i got a, a question that i'm gonna give to, to both you guys okay so andrea what's a, a entrepreneur or a client right a possible client that you wouldn't want to work with after he finishes that one nicole what's a entrepreneur that you would want to work with okay so we, we somebody that we want to work with you don't uh, want to i don't Oh, don't, okay, don't. okay. Good. Um, one of the main characteristics, there are three or four items that will disqualify the person. One is uh, the way he communicates. So sometimes you have entrepreneurs who have an antagonistic way to communicate and uh, they don't think that they are responsible. They want to give you the responsibility for their success. So that one is out because he will fail. At least for what we do, he ain't going to work. Uh, it's too connected to the core of the company for that to work. Number two, if they have not figured out a product that can create word of mouth, meaning people are very happy to use it, if the mm -hmm. product doesn't, we use the grandma rule. Like I have a particular, I'm Italian, I love grandma. So uh, the rule is if you wouldn't sell it to your grandma, in this case mine, you ain't good enough. If you wouldn't want your, yeah. if you want something that you wouldn't give to your, you wouldn't want your ma, your grandma to pay for it, not good enough. Um, num number three, uh, the 
funding status of the company. So the, the company needs to be able to push, needs to be able to invest not much, but needs to invest in advertising, needs to do certain actions. If uh, the company is such a startup level, whereas uh, they need uh, you to handle everything, it's also another thing that will not uh, work for us. But the number one though, because like, a, yeah, the number one though is the quality of the entrepreneur, how much light you see in, in his or her eyes. It's not about the age, it's about how, how alive they are. I think that will, be, that will be my main criteria to determine whether or not I wanna work with the person. And for people that we would want to work with, which he kind of said in what he was saying, but mm -hmm. I have more to add to what he said. Um, so I love creating environments that are very fun and happy and cre create a good environment for people to work in. And I've seen in other companies and in other places, either where I've worked at or I've just observed, where people think if you yell, or if you assert your authority and show like that there's punishment, that's going to get them motivated and that they're going to do the job, like the employees or the workers. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, it may work for some people. It does not work for me. We create a very beautiful environment. And I think the thing that's the most beautiful about our team is how well everybody loves each other, loves working for each other. If something doesn't get done, it's not let's go hammer them down we find hopefully you you catch it in time that you would actually be able to create the environment that they would want to do it for you fast enough good enough from the beginning as opposed to like they keep dropping the ball and then you have to keep yelling at them and now they're scared of you and now they don't want to talk to you so i have built that in our team so what i really look for is that the people as he was saying in the communication whoever we take on will work similarly either through working with our team or i want to observe it with their own team that that's how they operate that's how they talk to their people and if not then we either see if that there's something that we can infuse that will actually change it and make it better or if not then we wouldn't want to work with that person but it's a it's something that i really look at to make sure we don't like it we don't like to only give punishments. We want to reward doing things well. So I like to emphasize good things instead of putting down bad things. So that's what and I mean. it's, it, if you will, it's a little bit, there are theories that, that say that in order to win and to build a great business, you need to be ruthless and very tough and tough love and those type of things. And some of the people that say that reached an incredible level of wealth. Hard to say for me if they're happy or not but definitely that's not the environment that I want to build. Mm -hmm. So maybe we're never going to reach, I don't know, $15 billion. I don't know. I don't give a shit. That's not the life that I want to have or give. So I don't know that this guy, let's say, that has $15 billion would have such a different life if he had only $400 million. <laughs> like, but if you like beat the shit out of your people then, because they... Um, I don't know. I think ki kindness is very undervalued and not appreciated. The value of kindness and how much kindness is a currency is not necessarily appreciated. Uh, and um, we are growing so fast, it's hard to keep up with it. It's beautiful, but it's hard to keep not up. I'm trying with to it. say that you should be a pansy and not a good leader, by the way. <laughs> trying to say that no, 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 being a good well, leader is being able to but, do that. But, but there is a well. difference between leading because you inspire the people and they want to achieve the goals and they want to work hard. And sometimes, yeah, you have to push on some, but that's not the environment. Right. 
Right. Yeah. Uh, makes sense. I mean, having that that wanting people to follow you instead of basically uh, leading them with an iron fist. Um, so, Nicole, your background with influencing and bringing those people on is for your guys' own company. Are those mostly freelancers that you're bringing on the influencers, or do you is that a, is there a way I guess to build the influencer in house, or how does that work? So what we do is there's I mean there's so many influencers out mm -hmm. there, and we have our own monarchy network that you can sign up for to be part of it, mm -hmm. and you that's how we get our influencers. They find out about us through the word of mouth or obviously through our department that's over the influencer, like the influencer director, they also go out and they look for influencers and invite them to sign up for yeah. our network. And anytime we have a project for influencers, then we, then we announce it to them and whoever's interested in it, they respond and say, yes, I want to do it. Then we form our contract and they carry forward. And that's just what? how it's been building over the years. What's the, I guess, I mean, another, you know, get another way of looking at the question. What's the shortest time or what's the length of time that it takes? And I don't know if there is one, right? Of mm -hmm. becoming an influencer from start, like, like you didn't have a social media account, right? And you want to build yeah. basically a following. I mean, is yeah. there a, a set timeline or the fastest that you've seen or to quote unquote be a, become an influencer? It's it varies because if someone just happens to land something like viral or I mean, obviously, if you end up being in a in a TV show or a movie, I mean, that gets mm -hmm. you to blow up very fast. But if you're just someone who is trying to grow like a fashion account or someone and you're just truly doing it without famous people promoting you, because obviously yeah. famous people promoting you is the easiest way you can get the, the followers. Um, it takes a while, especially today. Before yeah. it wasn't as you know intense, but today on Instagram, people will tell you that it it is much harder today on Instagram to gain followers because you really have to stay on all the trends and you have to make sure that your content is beating out other people's content in order for you to get their attention. Thankfully, Instagram introduced Reels and now Reels gets exposed to thousands and thousands of people that aren't following you. Whereas before, to get on the explore page was a lot harder um, than, you know, now on reels where it's like 5,000 people are just seeing something about your cat, you know, and it doesn't require so much ingenuity. It just requires for you to be trending. Um, that's for Instagram in particular, obviously on TikTok, that's where the organic growth is a lot faster. And I feel those guys have been as during COVID, everyone was saying, everyone got on the TikTok trend, trend. Yeah. and everybody yeah. wanted to be on TikTok because it, it was a new thing that everyone wanted to get into and everyone was gaining followers faster on TikTok organically. So this, and, and I could be I mean, just very intrigued by the whole idea of it there. Uh, do you guys either watch, watch baseball? No nope. baseball at all? I, 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 I mean, I have, I'm not a okay. hardcore baseball so, fan, but. So in, in like South America, there's people, I forgot what they're called, but they'll basically pay these people at an early age, make an agreement with them. And then they'll get a percentage of their life contract. So whatever they get wow. for the, the the rest of their basic life as a contract for for baseball, they get a percentage of it, X percentage of it. Do you think there's would ever be something like that for an influencer, someone that doesn't have any kind of following, but a company that would basically buy a percentage of that person's influence? That would in be future? interesting. But there are so many. Why would one want to do that? 
Yeah, uh, yeah I, I don't know I don't if it'll make sense for them. Um, but also influencers, I feel when they start growing to get larger and larger and they have to start becoming more picky with everything that they choose. Mm-hmm. Um, there are so many ways to get out of contracts and maybe they would, even if for some reason they made it on one, they'll kind of get out of one. But that's a really good question because it could have been cool, but anyone can just start an account. I, I, I guess it depends how much they want to invest in that individual into becoming large. I, I wouldn't. Yeah, I mean, I th- I think where, where the future goes. I mean, just, I mean, uh, no, it's, well, a, it's a cool thought. It's like, it's like the music industry. Like, would you ever, unless, I don't know, you might find a Bob Dylan, but like, or you two or whatever. Um, yeah. And you're very early and you're like, oh, cow, wow, this is amazing. So I'm going to pay you now, then I'll let you go. You do whatever mm-hmm. you want to do. If you grow, you give me, it, 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 yeah, yeah maybe not so much. It would be hard to control on the influence. Yeah, I think so I too. Mm-hmm. On the, like you said, for baseball, I think that's pretty. Pretty straightforward. Yeah. Yeah. And easier also, to control. Also, the characteristics needed to win at baseball are Specific. very well defined. And uh, having those characteristics reduces the number of people that do have them. Like uh, you either mm-hmm. can uh, throw that hard and that fast, or you can't. You can either run that fast or you can't. And then I am assuming there are very specific competences in, in baseball that, that I don't know. But and, I would think and like influencing, that. there's not really anything in like characteristics that usually you see throughout the people. Is it, I mean, height? Is it, I mean, attractiveness? Is it, I mean, is there, is there characteristics? Obviously. That, yeah, I mean, yeah. attractiveness. Well, is. depending on I what think, right? I think. you're being. True. Um, True. But in general, yes, a lot of people say being a pretty girl or a handsome guy is definitely going to help over not being one. However, I do also think that there has, especially in the last recent years, if you are unique for some reason, or if there is something that you don't like about yourself or something you've had to grow up with that's been tough and maybe you're, you you may or may not be good looking, I feel that has caught on more now. Yeah, you create rapport. And you create something that's like, for example, I see a lot of fitness women and they're beautiful and they're in shape and it's great. I've also seen a lot of women who like to be curvier and larger and th- that's the life that they're embracing and they're mm-hmm. encouraging others. So all the people that are looking at all the fitness people in shape who probably don't feel that way themselves and feel maybe they are larger or curvier or this or that, they get inspired by the other influencers that have evolved in the last few years showing that you know body positivity is showing Curves are awesome. You don't need to be a size two model, and I feel they have caught on a lot of traction. So that that takes on too. But what I will say is, being engaging, having a personality that's really exciting to watch, taking nice photos. I mean, before we used to say like, oh, these influencers are making so much money. All they do is snap a photo and post it, and they get paid all this money. And it's like there's so much more behind that, and I'm sure many people now know that way better. But like getting the right angles, getting the right lighting, the right filter, getting this, getting that, and setting up the photo shoot. Like companies used to spend thousands of dollars setting up a photo shoot with models, with this, with that. And now they don't have to do any of it. They just give it to an influencer who's already figured out the system themselves. They don't have to do any photo shoot, no lighting, no venue, no nothing. The influencer does it and then gives them the photos. So it's a new way that you can get that promotion done. I think it's true the same for you, Vinny, right? Like, I mean, in in the real estate market, I'm assuming that you work in the real estate market because also what what I see behind you. (laughs) So uh, uh, so I think that 
being uh, like uh, the way you look, the way you approach, the way you're able to communicate, it increases your chances of success. It's not the only thing, but it increases it. it it's better it, than not in in many it, cases. It helps out. Yeah, I mean, it helps out. Be, and it's it's. I mean, I love we're talking about this. I mean, I love seeing people behind the scenes where you see the creativeness that you already kind of talked about and people do things with like brooms and you're like, Oh my gosh, that's how they did this thing. Or that's how they, they use a water bottle. And like, you're just like, okay. That's, yes. On yeah. TikTok, they show so many cool behind the scenes of how they take the specific photo. And I will say, especially, I mean, today I do also like to post and do all that stuff, but I was more growing my following, you know, some years back and I was really, really into it. But my friends would comment also because they they don't necessarily do what I do. And they're like, wow, it takes a lot of energy to want to do all this because you're sitting and you're kind of like, I just want to enjoy the moment. And you're like, I'm going to regret it. So you bring out your phone and you bring it and you're like, hey, guys. And so da 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 And you have to like start doing the whole thing. And then like I shut off the camera. I'm like, OK, good. I'm done. Now let's like do whatever. And they're like, wow, it's you don't notice because it seems like it's just fun for you to do. But sometimes you just really don't feel like doing it. But you know that you should. And so you have to like put on that personality and to be able to say words and think of, you know, on the spot, what you're going to say. I have a lot of friends who hate being on camera. They're very much private. They keep everything to themselves. And so like when I bring it out and I start hosting and I start turning the camera to them, they just don't know what to say. And they're just like, how do you just, you know, continuously keep creating on this? And I'm like, you just kind of get used to it. And I, I actually love it for, for the most part, I love doing it. Sometimes I'm too tired, but for the most part, I love doing it. And I've seen people risk their lives in on cliffs to take to get that perfect photo. I haven't done that extreme, but I have definitely gone on some cliffs and I've definitely posted some photos that people were like, you should not have done that. But I was like, you know, for the gram, I do it. Yeah, because it's the, the extreme. Yeah. Being that you you both are I mean very out there giving speaking engagements for yourself andrea uh nicole for your you mean instagram and being out there too i mean in these pre presentations you talk about the idea of it being draining for other people is it ever i mean how how often do you have to force yourselves to just go out or go okay i gotta put a smiley face on because i'm assuming not every day is a fantastic day there's probably things that you guys either fight about or just things just don't feel right that morning i mean does that happen or what do you guys do to kind of push yourself through those those days? You wanna go? I would say for me personally, it's about 20 to 30% of the time. I wouldn't say it's the majority of the time. Um, I would say that, you know, the prep is a lot more than when you're actually doing it. So especially for girls. So I'm very jealous of my husband because when he gets ready, it takes about five whole minutes. <laughs> and for girls, it takes like minimum two hours and you're like hair and makeup and the outfit and the this and the that. And when we do photo shoots, I have to bring, you know, different changes of clothes. And uh, he does, too. But somehow he changes so much faster in between. And it's so much easier to just pack in the pants and the different color jackets. And he's good to go. But, you know, women, they have skirts and pants and dresses and certain types of tops or leggings. If you want to do that type of wear. you know, there's just so many options. So I like to say we have more fun but then it becomes more work and sometimes i remember we had to wake up at like four in the morning to make sure we get the shot when the sun comes up you know at a certain time for this house that we were promoting also that we had to like go and it was like this exact time we had to be there and then i remember we had to get in the water and it was freezing cold outside and freezing cold pool and we had to pretend like 
it wasn't. So um, sometimes, you know, you do reach those times and you just don't feel like it. But then, I don't know, after it, you're, you, you're always so happy that you ended up doing it. Yeah. And uh, sometimes when I'm around with my friends and family and we, or, or I'm out and like, you know, you're at an event. So at that event, you know, you're not just there to enjoy the event. You're there because you're going to promote that year at the event. You're going to show all the things that are happening at the event. And you have to make sure the camera is pointed so that it doesn't look empty. And you have to make sure there's enough heads filling up the spaces. And, you know, you just think of all the different things while you're there. And sometimes I'm like, God, I remember when I used to go to an event and I just enjoyed the event. <laughs> we don't do this anymore. So she was talking about the past. We ain't doing this uh, anymore. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't do that. You never yeah. really did that. No, I, I never did. But I you, do, you don't do it anymore. You don't work anymore. Like you take, no. you take Jenna. You take, take other people that do it for you, right? So, Correct. anyways, uh, as far as as I'm concerned, sometimes you don't want to, but uh, my purpose is really strong in helping entrepreneurs. So sometimes you don't feel like it, but it's not really about how you feel. So you just do it. Well, if people are listening right now and they and they feel that they need something better, they need to take your wisdom even to the next step and learn if if their company would be a good fit for you guys. Uh, what's the best way of them reaching out or going one to your speaking engagements? What's the best way, guys? Um, they should uh, they should fill out a questionnaire. There is uh, on uh, my website. They can go andreagostini.com. Uh, let me write it to you on in the. I, I mean, the yeah, chat. we'll have in the show notes. So just yeah, not a problem. Oh, you we'll have, have it? it? Good, we'll, perfect. Yeah, yeah. Well, so we'll have in and the then, show notes. Yeah, then go there and then go through the go through the <clears throat> go through the, the the questions and then some of someone in our team will contact them. That is the easiest way to to do it if they want to do something that is related to that type of uh, wisdom and knowledge. If they want to learn more about monarchy, they can just write at uh, info at monarchy.io and uh, monarchy one of media. their staff will, will contact them. <laughs> Monarchymedia.io is the website to go to. Monarchy.io is the website. Love. I'm sorry. Monarchy.io. Wow. We, we have also the other one. We but... do have the other one too. Anyway, Monarchy.io is the correct one. And... Um, for so were you also asking for the social media it's fine you just right there be good. i mean you gotta love yeah. the synergy it's it's like one singular voice throughout this it's fantastic oh, oh thank you, you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, uh, well thank it's fun for us we love it and you catch us on well, no, we're, we're usually always good. So I was going to say, well, you're catching us on a good day, but no, we always have good days. Yeah, thank God. Uh, well, and, I appreciate uh, you. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate you both being on the podcast. Hopefully everyone listening got some some great nuggets. I mean, being an influencer, I mean, there's so many more questions that, that I have and so intrigued by. I mean, the, the thing that you guys are doing right there, because there, like you said, there's so many people that have that that great idea and are in the early stages of startup. They're 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 the way business is being done and the way that you guys are doing it now, I think is, is definitely going to change a, a lot of people's minds, um, realize the opportunities that are available for them. So fantastic. Please, everyone, please subscribe. Please go check out their website. It's in the show notes. Thank you for listening to the road to growth success of an entrepreneur. Please like subscribe and stay connected. Visit www.theenriquezgroup.com. Yeah, I created a website. Hope to see you again next week. The Enriquez Group signing off.